New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. day to be in him. I'm going to go right ahead so we can do this expeditiously. Father, thank you for this opportunity to come before you. Thank you for the praise and worship. Our hearts are stirred. Our emotions are high. They are in you and for you. And we thank you now, Lord, that we are in you. Therefore, we shall not have any fear. Thank you for splitting the Red Sea to show us that you would do all things for us and to bring them on dry ground that they see their enemies no more. Thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus, who gave us an opportunity to be forever built on his foundation, treasuring him as our Lord and Savior, putting him first above all things, thanking you for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that we have in you. Thank you, Lord, for the healing that is ours because of what Christ sacrificed for us. Thank you for the example of Christ this day that we can call upon your name and you'll answer us and show us great and mighty things that we know not. Thank you, Lord, over every one of us here today. I sense the power of faith and prayer right now for those that are in need, for those that need to stand, to those who are being tossed to and fro, you have come to give us stability and find it in, our wor- in your word and find it in our lives in your word. Thank you for the victory. I say again, thank you for the victory that only Christ has won for us, always causing us to triumph no matter what it looks like. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm in a great mood. God is so wonderful to Frederick Allen Brooks. I don't know why he chooses to be, but he does. And I love him for it because it's not something I deserve. It's something he freely gives. The same for you and I that are in him. It's been a while since I've preached, a couple weeks or so. I remember the first time uh, this past month or two, Uh, It was choose whom you will serve. I think some of you, all of us were here for that. There's a choice set before all mankind via God to choose whom you will serve while on earth. We, We use Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, Joshua 24, 14, 15. And today I want to look at 1 John 2, 17. This is all preliminary. This is not the, the message at this stage. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17. And I'll just go ahead and read it to you. You can go ahead and just uh, listen at this time. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And then the following message that I had was, uh, if you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe in what Christ has won and done for us all. Today's title is Where Your Treasure Is where your treasure is. Believe it or not, you have a treasure. The scripture clearly dictates that and shows us that, illuminates that, and lets us know that, whether we deny it or not or accept it. 
we have a treasure. Matthew, I believe it's the sixth chapter in verse 21, reads, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The question I ask is, I ask myself this, where is your treasure, Fred? Where is your treasure is the thing I'm asking you today to ask yourself. Where is your treasure? A good man, let's go to uh, Luke 6 and verse 45. Let's look at that. I'll give you a chance to get to there. We need to have eyes on that scripture as well. Luke 6 and verse 45. Again, every time I see the pastor, I get excited. I get more excited than you guys can understand. And I thank you, Lord, for the presence of Pastor Hilda and John every time, all the time. Their faithfulness to me means more than I can ever express because their love for you and I is being expressed by these doors being open and the opportunity for others to be here, to gather, to be in unity in Christ. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure, so let's make it understood, there's a good treasure and an evil treasure. This is Christ expressing this to us right now. Uh, of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Um, the tell, now that's a gambling term. I know y'all don't gamble. But the tell when you're playing cards and so forth, or if you're watching someone's body language, they do certain tics or movements or expressions, their eyes or whatever may move. The tell, okay, uh, of what your treasure is, so to speak, the tell of what's in abundance in your heart is known by what you say. So whatever you're saying, your treasure is coming out. The one that you treasure, the thing that you treasure, who you treasure is coming out of your mouth. This scripture says for out of the abundance of where that treasure is in your mind and your heart is coming out of that into the world. Now let's go to uh, Matthew 6, 19 and 21. This is Jesus expressing to the hearers of the Sermon on the Mount to do as Moses asked the children of Israel to choose life and live. We talked about that. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Jesus stated it this way, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I'm going to use two examples about where your heart is. The first is the rich young ruler. You're familiar with the rich young ruler. That's in Matthew, the 19th chapter. That's where we'll be going. The rich young ruler wanted to know what he must do to inherit eternal life, where Christ laid out for him the two treasures, 
to choose one. Now, the rich young ruler, he represents what happens when we choose the world and all its trappings as our treasure. Rather than the treasure to serve God. The end result is you will lose all the trappings. This is something that people in this world don't realize they're going to lose everything and nothing will go with them once they leave here. And this world, as your treasure, will pass away. I think I started that with 1 John 2, 17. This world is going to pass away, except those that do the will of God. You forfeit or you lose your eternal life as well if you do not accept Christ as your Savior. For we are three-part beings, and our spirit's destination is either eternity with God or eternity without God. The choice of which treasure you choose to pursue and the results and the consequences are always going to be yours. Let's look at what Matthew 19, 16, 20 through 22 says. Everybody got it? Amen. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? I know that's a question on everybody's heart at one stage of their mind or uh, of their life. The young man said unto him, all these things, I'm going to verse 20, all these things, where am I at? Reading is fundamental. All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus saith unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that you have and give to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt, correct? And come and follow me, continue in my ways. The word perfect, teleos, Strong's word, means having reached its end, complete or completed. In my understanding, it, it means wise. I got that from Matthew 7, 24, where Jesus says, because you choose... I'm paraphrasing because you choose to build your house or your life or your future on the rock of Jesus as Lord. That makes you perfect. And mature. Verse 22. But when the young man heard that saying to go and sell all that he have and then follow after Christ. <laughs> he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now, what, it, what I read into that is this. His treasure truly had him and truly had his heart. And what was laid up upon and for this earth, the riches, the affluence, the status, the position, the influence, the power, all of those things are only used here on earth as resources not to be your life. Your life should be given away to Christ. And or if you choose not to, you will receive the just reward. According to the scripture. Example number two, we're going to go quick. This is not going to be very long. Example number two, a certain rich man in Luke 12, verse 16 through 21. The rich young ruler had chosen to treasure the things on this earth. 
Christ was trying to let him know that that will not last and the eternal consequence of that will be with not able to follow him anymore, but you would be following the one that set your mindset like that uh, to be cast into hell. A certain rich man, Luke 12, verse 16 through 21. I'll begin reading. And he spake a parable, meaning Jesus, unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty. You ever put your hand to something and, man, no matter what you do, it reaps a benefit? This man, whatever he did anything to the ground, it reaped. It fruit grew. I would, they call it the Midas touch, I think. Whatever I touch turns to gold. Well, this is what this, young, this man had going for him at this time. He was a farmer, obviously, working with the ground. <clears throat> but here's what it says in verse 17. And he thought mm, within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. In other words, he knows he's going to continue to reap. It's coming. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. All my fruits and all my goods. I don't think I need to interpret that any deeper. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But God said, but God said <laughs> unto him, thou fool. You know, I think the word says the... Uh, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. That's going to be a day of reckoning, isn't it? <laughs> but it, I would rather hear it here. God saying, thou fool. And have the opportunity to make that change. Because once you step into glory, there's no time to change. It's a done deal, as I've heard pastors say before. It's over. Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? See, it's good to go. It's not a sin. It's not a crime to have resources. This is not what God or Jesus is saying through this word. What he's saying is those things should not have you. Your heart should be able to use them as tools and resources to glorify and to benefit and to establish the kingdom of God and others. I believe there's a scripture in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, that says you're supposed to work so that if your neighbor needs something, you'll be able to give to him or her. Isn't that something? That's not how most people do in this day and age. I'm, I'm, I'll never raise a hand for anyone else. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lord. So is he, the word says, verse 21, that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. A tree is known by its fruit. I wanted to verify what the two trees are or the true two treasures are, excuse me. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 through 35. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 through 35. We are almost done. <laughs> when, we're, when we're in prayer on Tuesdays, a lot of scriptures come up. And sometimes these, this particular scripture comes up. 
and another one about having the tree being rooted up that does not have any value toward God or our lives. God roots it out. But let's look what Matthew 12, 33 through 35 says. Verse 33, either make the tree good. See, you have something to do with that thing being good or bad in your life. As I teach in disciple <laughs> class, you sow and you reap. The good thing about it is we have an opportunity when we sow wrong or we sow incorrect or whatever, we can seek forgiveness and repent so that that cycle is broken and we can begin sowing good as opposed to sowing things that would definitely bring back a negative on our lives or our marriages, etc. Does that make sense? Okay. Either make the, oh, and another thing. <laughs> when we're in class, and, I, and this is not a, a, a plug, this is just what happens in the class. It, it comes out of what pastor's teaching me and others. If you're going to fight in anything, especially your marriage or your church, fight for your marriage and for your church, not for you. See, that's the issue. Many of us fight for us and our well-being only. But when we're in the midst of things, that other person, according to your vows and according, oh, Lord, you're talking through me now. Yeah, no. You're supposed to prefer the other person more than yourself. And that is hard to do when the treasure that we have may not be that one that God ordains. We have to be willing to submit for those things to come through us that God wants us to have to come out in our marriage and our lives for your benefit and for the benefit of your partner and your church and your society and your nation and this world. God still owns it all. Wow. I hope you all love me still. And his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does speak. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. I'm hearing right now there's a process that has to go on in our lives once we get born again. If we are not allowing that process to take place, we will continue to have an evil treasure mindset. Romans tells us we have to have our mind renewed. It doesn't mean you're not good. That's not what it means at all. There's a process of our minds having to be trained to think and transform from the ways of thinking with the evil treasure now to a good treasure because the word just told us you can't get good out of evil things or thinking or trees or foundations it does not happen 
So Jesus is trying to tell you now the old is out, the new is in, Sermon on the Mount. This is how it goes. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven and not here on this earth. You can't get good out of evil and you can't get evil out of good. Your heart and your mouth identifies your treasure. The treasure we choose to pursue and the God we desire to serve will take up residence in our hearts, the place we make decisions and the purpose that God and God alone knows and weighs the intents and the motives. And that's all weighed against the word. See, you can have an intent and a motive that seems so pure to you. But this scripture says, no, you shouldn't be involved in that because of this. I'm just giving you a, a paraphrase or an example. I'm not giving you anything concrete, but I wanted you to see when anything is occurring, you should balance it, your intent and your motive from this word. And not just the way you think it ought to be. Because they can be contrary. You can't get evil out of good and you can't get good out of evil. So God is saying, get the good. And have this word be the judge, the final say so. So that you can smoothly transition in your mind and your ways of doing things without being uh, becoming a hypocrite. There's a scripture I'm going to give you in a second about that. Jeremiah 17, 10. God is the only one that does the. Uh, let me just read the scripture. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the, the reins even to give every man according to his ways. And according to the fruit of his doings. Now, Isaiah 32, 6, you can look at that real quick to choose. And this is Fred to choose an evil treasure or to have an evil treasure as your goal has serious individual and even national consequences. Not just you, because this is talking about Israel. But I guarantee you, this is it didn't end there. He's the same God. Look, look what it says in Isaiah 32 and verse 6. It says, for the vile person will speak villainy. Now, wh what comes out? How does a person become vile? Out of the evil treasure of their heart, those things will come out of them. Is that not right? That's right, right? For the vile person will speak villainy, and his heart will work iniquity. Iniquity is a word called, is, uh, iniquity is also called wickedness to practice hypocrisy and to utter error. This is the one that got me to utter error against the Lord. In other words, I'm going to speak. God don't know what he's talking about. What I say is what you need to adhere to. Speaking error against the very word of God and against the very person of God to make empty. You can't get good fulfillment, fruitfulness, out of evil, it will, I almost said a good word there. It will rob you of that opportunity to make empty the soul of the hungry. Wow, what a state to be in. Can't get anything to satisfy your soul. Your emotions are ruckshot, yet you're holding fast to the words of this evil treasure. And it has no end except the end. <laughs> 
and it is not good. And he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. We can turn all that around. I think it's Proverbs, the 18th chapter in verse 21. You and I have this opportunity to turn that all the way around. If we're in the midst of serving incorrectly or even as Isaiah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Isaiah stated, find ourselves being a hypocrite and or speaking against God. We have an opportunity to change all of that. Proverbs 18, 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can change the outcome. You do. You're not going to get good if you're continuing down evil, speaking villainy and hypocrisies and against the Lord. And when we do those things individually, marriages, families, churches, nations, societies, the world are always going to fall empty. So we have the right now, according to this word, to speak life. And this is what I believe Jesus was trying to get those that were sitting around that mountain to adhere to, to understand. And I believe it is for us today as well. Speak life from the treasures of life, which is the word of God. You will not get life from any other source. Hallelujah. You will not. What other source in this world that you have access to? Because we got the Internet. When you speak that or it brings life to you, your family, your finances, your career, your eternal destination, and it's good, not one you're still hoping you can get in on. It's assured. It's been sealed by the spirit of God. What other word of truth? So there's many out there, but I believe there's only one. Glory to the name of the Lord God. Mm. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Like I said, I'm, finding, I'm finishing up. Christ wants us to choose heaven as the treasure for all. Matthew 16, 19, I believe, is his plea for man to choose the kingdom of God. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Paul reiterated this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5 through 7. This is Paul after he had admonished him in 1 Corinthians to the people of Corinth, church of Corinth. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake, for God, verse 6, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. I hope that helped someone today.
either presently or on the internet. But that's all that Frederick has. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God has ministered unto your hearts. We'll be taking communion uh, in this next few minutes. And as we get the brothers to come and get set for that, I'd like to continue to reiterate, you can't get good out of something evil. And if you're expecting something good and you're putting evil <laughs> intent and motives upon it, you will not receive what you think you will. God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, shall he not do it? Amen. So, brothers. <laughs>